the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Ah, what's another trillion dollars? I've been hearing the word or the number trillion uh, thrown around a lot lately, and I think it's a relatively new thing. I'm, it wasn't that long ago. It was like a, a fantasy word. Nobody even knew what a trillion was. And we're going to talk about that with our first guest coming up after the break. Uh, so since we're going to be talking about trillions of dollars, and since the the number is thrown around so often... I thought it might be a good idea to put that number in perspective for you, because you're going to be hearing this number a lot. Trillion, trillion, trillion. Let's start with this. If I had started counting to a billion, a billion now, back in 1987, I would just be finishing up now. It's 32 years. Uh, one a second, one dollar at a t- uh, per second, It would, if you wanted to count out a billion, it would take you 32 years. Now, if someone had started counting to a trillion... In order to be alive today, he would have started counting in 30,000 B.C. I don't know if he'd still be alive. That's 32,000 years ago. If you had $1 trillion, you could buy every team in the NFL. The average price is between $1.5 and $2 billion. Then you could buy every team in Major League Baseball. Uh, you could buy every team in the NBA. Of course, that's assuming you could get Bob Nutting to sell. Then you could buy every team in the NBA and the NHL. And if you just wanted to buy the Miami Marlins, you could buy them a thousand times over at a billion a pop. And NASCAR you could buy. You'd still have about three quarters of your money left. And you could put 8.3 million kids through four years of college. And according to USA Today, since Apple is now worth a trillion dollars, Apple could cash out and buy every person in San Francisco an apartment. A really nice apartment there costs a million dollars. You could buy a million people uh, an apartment. A dollar bill weighs about one gram. USA Today did the math and came up with how much a trillion dollars would weigh? How about 2.2 billion pounds, as much as 630,000 mid-sized cars? So a trillion is a lot. And uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about the New Green Deal, which is going to cost between 15 and $20 trillion. And you'll be expected to pay for it. We'll talk about just how stupid that idea is when we come back in about 240 seconds. Stick around. talking to Rocky Blyer. He's involved with the Miracle League of Moon Township and the construction of a Miracle League athletic field. The fields are designed to make it possible for kids with special needs to play sports. Every child, no matter what the situation, deserves a chance to be able to play, to compete, and have a place that's safe, takes care of needs, that's organized. This will be the fourth Miracle League field that will be built. Now we've got four places to be able to travel, so it broadens the whole interest of sports. It's just terrific for a community to do that. There's a buddy system I thought was pretty impressive. What's that all about? Kids with special needs have a buddy, a child who's in school. It's like having an older brother or sister involved with you. So it's really good in that everybody has human dignity of being able to participate. The website is miraclesinmoon.org. Check it out and let's help make this dream a reality. Hey, Rocky, thanks. And uh, we'll be talking hey. to you again about this project. Appreciate you coming on to talk about it. Thank you for having me. All right, man. Take it, it easy. Thanks. Rocky Blyer, right, and we'll be right back. Regenerate me. Regenerate me. Please regenerate me. Why suffer with joint pain? Regenerate Me Pittsburgh invites you to come and hear about a new treatment that offers more potential than stem cell therapy. Now open in Bethel Park, their certified medical professionals offer advanced biological therapies, also known as ABT. Come enjoy a weekly catered lunch or dinner event and hear how a full recovery is possible without surgery or drugs at RegenerateWithABT.com. That's RegenerateWithABT.com. The Supreme Court confirmation process has been on the point of breakdown for 30 years, and it finally collapsed with the nomination of Brett Kavanaugh. 
I'm Molly Hemming. And I'm Carrie Severino. Our new book, Justice on Trial, The Kavanaugh Confirmation in the Future of the Supreme Court, tells the story of the process that Kavanaugh himself called a national disgrace and a circus. The Supreme Court is the arbiter of America's most divisive disputes. The incentive to destroy Supreme Court nominees has become nearly irresistible. Our book, Justice on Trial, explores how that happened to Brett Kavanaugh and what we must do to prevent it from happening again. With more than 100 interviews, including the president, dozens of senators and other officials, we uncovered shocking details, untold until now. Will the next confirmation fight be even uglier than Kavanaugh's? Our new book, Justice on Trial, has the answer. Justice on Trial, the Kavanaugh confirmation and the future of the Supreme Court is the explosive new bestseller by Molly Hemingway and Carrie Severino, published by Regnery. Get your copy now at Barnes & Noble, Amazon, and wherever books are sold. Warning. Property protected by electric fence. Sharks sighted in water. Warnings are truly handy. Bridge out. But you may not always get a warning when it comes to threats to your identity or the personal information on your devices. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection includes Norton Security for even more protection. LifeLock uses proprietary technology to help detect identity threats, like your personal info for sale on the dark web. And Norton Security protects up to five devices from ransomware and other online threats. Plus, if you have a problem, our agents will work to fix it. Of course, no one can prevent all identity theft or cybercrime or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but having someone looking out for you... Warning, minefield ahead. We'll help keep you out of danger. Join now and get 10% off your first year. Go to lifelock.com and enter promo code TITTLE. That's promo code TITTLE for 10% off. Lifelock with Norton. More detection, more protection. What is us? Us is a foundation. Us is the future. Us is a bond. But right now, that bond is fraying. And we need a place that could make it whole. From diabetes prevention to safety around water. The Y fills the gaps. And bridges our divide. But they can't do it without us. Support your local Y today. Because where there's a Y, there's an us. Read by members of the Y. The Y for a better us. Choose E-Verify, the enhanced employment eligibility verification tool that can confidently confirm work eligibility. They've got a new look and the process has never been better. Check it out and get started at everify.gov slash go. Warning, listening to this program may expose you to toxic masculinity. The John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. So we just spent a couple of minutes uh, before the break giving an idea of just how much a trillion is. And uh, that brings us to the Green New Deal. It's hard to believe that just about all the lunatics running for the Democratic nomination have signed on to this idea. And none of them seem to care too much about the trillions of dollars that it's going to cost. Nick Loris is an expert on the environment and energy policies with the Heritage Foundation. He looked into the numbers and he joins us now. Nick, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. Now, there's something here I hadn't prepared to talk to you about because I didn't know about it, but I just saw this a few minutes ago, and I'm just going to read you the headline, and then maybe you can explain what Bernie's up to here. It says, uh, Bernie Sanders unleashes $16 trillion climate plan that builds on Green New Deal. This is from um, USA Today, so it's not a raging right-wing you know, website or something. So go ahead. Yeah, the the whole plan uh, is really a plan to centralize control in Washington and a plan that would bankrupt uh, American families and businesses. I mean, the $16 price tag alone is close to the size of the entire U.S. economy in a year, and it really follows along the same lines as to what the Green New Deal proposes to do, which is achieve uh, 100% of America's electricity transportation uh, to come from renewable power sources by the year 2030. Uh, And when 80% of our energy needs are met by uh, coal, oil, and natural gas, uh, that's a, a huge, huge undertaking that would be enormously expensive. And even if it did come true, Uh, It wouldn't do much in terms of mitigating global temperatures anyway. So this plan uh, is very similar to the Green New Deal in that it's uh, extremely costly. Uh, It would result in more regulations, higher taxes, and more government spending and would fail to really do anything to, to change the needle when it comes to global climate change. 
Yeah, but Nick, Bernie says here, and there's a quote, it's a 10-year nationwide mobilization centered on equity and humanity. How could you possibly be against this? Yeah, it's, 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 it's one of those plans that is uh, centered on you know, saving humanity and equity, but it would actually harm the people he most wants to help. Right. Uh, you know, if you think about uh, who suffers most, when energy prices increase, it's people who are living on fixed incomes or low-income communities who spend a higher percentage of their budget on energy bills. And as President Obama uh, a while back said, under his climate plan, electricity rates would necessarily skyrocket to force people to use less energy and thereby drive down emissions. Uh, this plan would uh, would be exponentially more expensive than anything the Obama administration had proposed and implemented under their regulations. So this isn't what it's doing for people. It's not what it's doing for low-income communities or for minorities. It's not what it's doing for uh, businesses and, and small businesses. It's what, a, what it's doing to those businesses, and it's drastically increasing their energy costs, which would result in uh, negative ripple effects throughout the economy that would result in millions of jobs lost and thousands of dollars lost in, in household income every single year. Yeah, and uh, he also says that it will create 20 million new jobs. They All, all these ideas are going to create millions of jobs. Yeah, the, that's the funny thing about these plans is, you know, if they were good economic ideas and they were going to create all these jobs, we wouldn't need government plans to uh, force them on uh, the American economy in the first place. Is that, you know, we have a huge, huge market for energy in the United States and around the world. Uh, globally, the need to get us from point A to point B or to light and heat our homes uh, or provide air conditioning when it's hot. I mean, that's a, a $6 trillion economy worldwide. So any renewable technology, any advanced nuclear technology, whatever the, the energy source uh, is, it already has a huge market incentive out there. And that's how you truly create jobs is when you get the government out of the way to allow private businesses to invest in new technologies and create those jobs to supply the affordable, reliable energy that people need. When it comes from the, the federal taxpayer, you're merely just shifting resources by either taxing them uh, or by uh, making the, the government pay for it somehow through spending, uh, and that spending is going to come around. So on net, you're actually destroying more jobs by taking that money out of the economy and dumping it into politically preferred energy sources uh, that are less efficient and more expensive. Other than that, it sounds like a pretty good idea. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Yeah, let's let's go for it. Yeah, um, I, I uh, most people with a brain figured out right away that the Green New Deal is a fantasy. It's going to cost a ridiculous amount of money. But uh, you also, and you kind of talked about it here, but in the piece that you wrote a couple of days ago, you you said it's a big green Trojan horse. What's inside? Yeah, so the, the, the interesting thing about the Green New Deal is it, it, there's not a lot of detail or policy depth to the ideas. Uh, you know, it calls for reducing greenhouse gas emissions 60% below 2010 levels by 2030 with uh, the goal of reaching net zero emissions by 2050, but it, it doesn't really say how we're supposed to get there. Uh, the, the conventional wisdom on the left is that the, the way to do it, again, is through coercive taxes and regulations. And uh, as I mentioned, 80% of our energy needs are met through uh, energy sources that uh, emit CO2. And so to actually achieve some of those goals, you would have to increase energy prices significantly to, to reach those goals. We use the federal government's own energy model to try to get to those net zero greenhouse gas emissions, and the model actually crashed uh, because it could not handle such drastic reductions in greenhouse gas emissions and trying to go 100% renewable. And so the, the model's lights effectively went out. Uh, and so we tried to rack up carbon taxes high enough to get to some type of, uh, some type of emission reduction uh, and it, we got to about half of that emission reduction, and the, the, the costs were absolutely uh, astronomical. And the, what's funny is that, or not funny, it's probably sad, that um, 
everybody who has looked at this objectively, I think, and not emotionally, and as Bernie says here, what's he say? It's for equity and humanity, which is, you know, it's, we're talking about turning the lights on. Um, I, they, they, they say that it's, it's going to cost a ridiculous amount of money, and people like Bernie Sanders, who's not going to be the Democratic nominee, but one of those other idiots might be, and they're just pushing ahead with this anyway, even though they know that it's going to cost this much, if, if anybody would be dumb enough to enact it. Yeah, it's surprising both uh, economically, environmentally, and politically. Uh, you know, the economic costs are, are clear that these policies would increase energy prices, you know, prices at the pump, your electricity bill, and that means, you know, everything we make and do is going to cost more because energy is such a critical component uh, for uh, our economy. Uh, it, it's questionable politically because people don't like more for energy. You know, if you look at the the, the prioritization of policy issues for American voters. You know, they care much more about their energy costs and where their next meal is coming from and health care than they do about combating climate change. Uh, then from an environmental standpoint, because the large majority of emissions come from uh, the developing world and are going to come from the developing world well into the future, uh, in fact, one recent study showed that 92% of future emissions will come from the developing world, uh, that even if the U.S. were to achieve net zero greenhouse gas emissions, this wouldn't do anything to slow global warming. It wouldn't do anything to avert sea level rise. And so from, uh, from a political standpoint, this, these policy ideas are economic and environmental losers. Yeah, and um, it, it, how does it, re- it does manage to reduce GDP by $15 trillion in 20 years? Yeah, that's right. Uh, you know, because, you know, energy, uh, as I said, is such a staple input uh, for uh, what we produce in the United States. We're not just paying more for uh, gas prices and, and uh, electricity bills. We're paying more when we buy groceries, uh, when we go out to eat uh, for clothes and health care and uh, all of those necessary inputs to the economy. And so, Businesses are going to pass those costs on to consumers in the form of higher prices, and therefore consumers are going to buy less. And if con- if businesses absorb some of those costs, that means they're investing less in people and in new technologies. And so these policies, uh, whether it's through regulations or carbon taxes, you know, essentially act as an economic vice that squeezes both the production and consumption sides of the economy. Uh, and over time, you get huge, huge costs. Uh, we estimate that it would cost a family of four nearly $8,000 per year in income loss due to these higher prices, uh, which is $165,000 over a, a 20-year time frame. So uh, the result of these policies uh, in total would be a GDP hit of more than $15 trillion over a 20-year period uh, with an average job loss of 1.1 million jobs per year over that same time period. So huge, uh, immensely huge cost to the, the American economy. Now, you have some interesting numbers there. Can, can you just explain uh, these, these uh, models that you worked with? What are they and how, how did you get these numbers? Yeah, so at the Heritage Foundation, we run uh, essentially a clone of the federal government's own model. The Energy Information Administration has uh, what they they call the National Energy Modeling System, or the NEMS model, and we run the exact same model. So it's not this uh, right-winger climate energy model that we cooked up in the basement of the Heritage Foundation (laughs) using the exact numbers that the federal government produces and all we did was essentially tighten the screws on regulations and increase uh, carbon tax to get to some sort of emission levels that would be comparable to the, the net zero goal that the Green New Deal is proposing to do. Uh, we only got to 58% below 2,000 levels uh, and not until 2050, and they want to get to 100% or net zero uh, in, in a shorter time frame than that. And so this is again not any any model that um, you know we built ourselves, but really a clone of the federal government's model, and, it, and it, it, it's only a mere snapshot of what the Green New Deal would cost. Because you know, 
switching over to 100% renewables in a matter of a decade is both technologically challenging because uh, wind and solar are intermittent technologies, and so the wind doesn't blow all the time and the sun doesn't shine all the time and the battery storage necessary to provide the reliable electricity that people demand isn't quite there yet. So there are this is a, a far, far underestimation of what a Green New Deal would actually cost if it were ever implemented. And the models that you worked with, you said, actually crashed when you used the numbers that they're saying are, are going to result from their plan. That's right. Yeah, we effectively increased a, a carbon tax on the economy to reduce emissions to 58% 2010 levels by the year 2050. And we tried to ratchet up that carbon tax high enough to get to those net zero goals that the Green New Deal aspires to achieve. And uh, anything essentially above $300 per ton, which is far more than um, most of the, the legislative attempts to implement a carbon tax, it's, it's astronomically high and, and would come with those high costs that we talked about. Uh, but anything above that figure would essentially crash the model. Um, and a, again, it makes sense because uh, if 80% of our energy needs are coming from those conventional fuels, trying to drastically reduce them in such a short time frame, uh, even this model understands that that is a, a very difficult, if not near impossible, goal to achieve. Uh, so, that again, anything above that just absolutely crash the model. Talking to Nick Loris, he's an expert in energy and environmental policy at the Heritage Foundation. You know, Trillion... Uh, I've been around a while. It's it's only been fairly recently that that word, that number, is even used anywhere. But it's everywhere now. Trillion. I mean, it's just the numbers thrown around. I think trillion is the new billion because it really is. Uh, and that's a, it. It didn't even seem that people were actually batting too much of an eye at. Uh, a $16.3 trillion blueprint to fight climate change that Senator Sanders introduced uh, yeah. th today. And, you know, it, the people just kind of gloss all the, over those big numbers. And that's one of the reasons at Heritage, what we've tried to do is actually show how much it, was, it would cost a family because um, a, a trillion dollars doesn't mean much to people, but, you know, it does have huge consequences when you boil that down to the individual level and you if you're taking eight thousand dollars per year out of a family's bank account uh... that's significant and that's when people start to care and if you can show that these policies actually harm people uh... in a very real way that uh, especially with low-income communities who are having to make difficult choices between uh... where their next meal is coming from um, keeping the lights on um, or paying for health care, they have very difficult choices to make. And so policies that uh, inflate the costs of energy prices um, will take money away from those other activities and leave them much worse off uh, than the policies that, when left to the free market, we've seen uh, energy uh, production thrive in the United States to the point where we've become the, the world's leading producer in oil and gas, and it's resulted in affordable, reliable energy for families and businesses. I got less than a minute, and I'm guessing up against a hard break. Real quickly, uh, you wrote a piece about electric cars and how if, if your neighbor gets one, you're paying for it. Can you explain that in 30 seconds? Yeah, electric cars are heavily subsidized by both the federal government and state governments uh, to the tune of over 10 grand in some states. Uh, uh, most of the vehicles are, are going to California, and so uh, most states, uh, you know, places like Pennsylvania, are subsidizing for car purchases in California. And the cars are uh, extremely expensive, and it's largely the wealthy that are buying them. So it's it's low and middle income America subsidizing rich Californias to buy uh, essentially vanity vehicles. <laughs> with with the tax money taken out of their pockets. Hey, That's exactly right. Nick, thank you very much as usual. Great job. Thank you. And uh, we'll try to do this again. Anytime. Thanks for having me. All right. And that's Nick Loris. He's with the Heritage Foundation. And we'll be right back. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. At a news conference, United States Attorney General Nicola Hanna says a 252-count grand jury indictment charges 80 people with participating in a conspiracy 
to steal millions of dollars through a range of fraud schemes and laundering the funds through a Los Angeles-based network. Nigerian fraud networks now target individuals and businesses alike. Through sophisticated uh, business email compromise scams, known as BEC scams, romance scams, and other online schemes. The schemes targeted victims in the U.S. and around the world, and some lost hundreds of thousands of dollars. Most of the defendants are Nigerian citizens. Meanwhile, major phone companies have pledged to do more to fight robocalls plaguing Americans. There's no timeline, though, for the 12 major phone companies in the pack to fulfill the promises announced by attorneys general from all 50 states. This is SRN News. Horrible scenario, but it happens. Dennis writes about his wife. She was diagnosed with leukemia. In fact, she's a two-time survivor. And in the midst of all that, they ran up over a million dollars in medical bills. Thankfully, they're MediShare members. And Dennis says they are so thankful for that, how others came together to meet their needs. And that's how so many MediShare members feel. This is not health insurance. It's different. You don't have to pay for things you don't believe in. And like Dennis found out, it just works. So if you join MediShare, not only do you save a lot of money, the typical family saves about 500 bucks a month, but you know where your money's going each month. You're helping people. And if the time should come, they'll be helping and even praying for you. So yes, it's different. And as more than 400,000 people now know when it comes to healthcare costs, different is beautiful. Find out more. Call 844-45-BIBLE. That's 844-45-BIBLE. 844-45-BIBLE. Larry Elder just wants you to have the facts. Just as they're telling you that white, anti-black, and anti-Hispanic attitudes are increasing when in fact they're decreasing, according to a recent paper. It's just not true. Just as they tell you that the police are engaging in institutional, systemic, structural racism, even though the studies show the opposite. None of these things is true. Yet they are pushed and pushed and pushed by the media and by Democrats. The Larry Elder Show, weeknights at 7, right before Joe Walsh at 9 on AM 1250. The Answer. Pella has done it again with our brand new lifestyle series. Pella can customize window replacement solutions room by room. Imagine bedroom and bathroom windows with shades between the glass, a room darkening experience for sleep in one room, and beautiful privacy in the other. Pella Lifestyle Series is the number one performing wood window and patio door. Right now, get 50% off installation or 18 months, no payments, no interest. Call 888-77-PELLA, PellaPittsburgh.com. Are you worried that the next market downturn could rob you of your wealth and your security. Are you concerned that your lifetime may last longer than your life savings? You don't have to be. For over 30 years, Gary Hunt has advocated for strong retirement principles, helping families in Allegheny and Westmoreland generate more income while protecting their retirement funds. And Gary now offers retirement-minded savers and investors a free book so you can better understand what it takes to structure a more stable, secure, and confident retirement. Call Gary Hunt and request your copy of Income Allocation. 844-366-HUNT. That's 844-366-4868. This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy and Hagerman. Upon your passing, you wouldn't want a judge to decide who raises your children or how your estate gets divided. It is important to review your estate planning documents to ensure they protect what matters most. At Abernathy and Hagerman, we will work with you to establish an estate plan that nominates a guardian for your minor children and that your assets are used for your family's benefit. Judge for yourself. For legal help that lasts a lifetime, visit a-h.law. Do you or your business have financial problems? Are you overwhelmed with debt? Then call me, Attorney Dennis Spire at 412-471-7675. My legal practice concentrates on bankruptcy law, debtor rights, and tax matters. I have over 30 years experience as a former United States Department of Justice bankruptcy attorney and lawyer in private practice. I have represented thousands of cases faced with financial problems and lawsuits. Reorganize and get a fresh start. Call 412-471-7675 or visit my website at DennisSpira.com. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. On the Parkway North, it's heavy from the Mountain Ebow Road overpass up to 79. Inbound to 579, and that is slow pretty much all the way through town. Outbound 28, heavy Parkway North to the Highland Park Bridge. Outbound 65, delays approaching the McKees Rocks Bridge. All stacked up Parkway West, inbound 79 to the Fort Pitt Tunnel. Outbound Parkway East, crawling along Boulevard of the Allies to Edgewood, Swissvale. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, The Answer, Weather. Partly to mostly cloudy tonight with a couple of showers and a thunderstorm, especially early on tonight, turning cooler, low 56. Tomorrow, partial sunshine and less humid, high 75. 
Turning out clear and cool tomorrow night, quite comfortable, low 54. And a beautiful looking start to the weekend. Saturday, mostly sunny, will stay pleasant with low humidity, high again 75. With Iraqi weather forecast, I'm meteorologist Danielle Niddle. The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. Well, you heard about how much the Green New Deal will cost in our last segment, but that shouldn't matter to you because you may not know it, but you just experienced the hottest July in human history. And if we don't get on board with the Green New Deal, the planet will disintegrate sometime around, I don't know, 2030, somewhere in there. Or maybe there's another side of the story. Gregory Wrightstone of the Heartland Institute is a geologist. He's been studying this stuff for 35 years. He's the author of Inconvenient Facts, the science that Al Gore doesn't want you to know. And he's a Pittsburgh guy. He joins us now. Thanks for being here. Yeah, great to be on with John. So, and, uh, uh, yeah, there's crazy stuff going on every, every day about climate change. Yes. And I, how, will, how will the planet recover from the hottest month in human history? It's not going to get out of the 70s around here until Tuesday, by the way. Yeah. Uh, I, I looked at the NOAA data before I came on with you, and they're referencing NOAA reported that this was the, the hottest July ever. Uh, the hottest July for, and their records go back 150 years. Um, and the data set they were referencing is called the GST, Global Surface Temperature. And according to that, they are correct using that data set. There are some problems with that data set. The most uh, glaring error that they use in that is what's called the urban heat island effect, where we know that these these are all surface gauges that are located eight or so feet off the ground. And just as things grow up, urban heat island with the heat reflecting uh, and irradiating from asphalt and concrete and all the what all the rest uh, does influence that the the best temperature measurement uh, for global temperature is really satellite data Uh, and if we look at that they and this is this is going to be telling as we get into this according to satellite data and i again i just looked at that here before we talked this july would have been about the fourth warmest ever so whether it's the first or the fourth it is warmer than it's been somewhat in the last 150 years. And I know that sounds alarming to you, and you might not have been expecting to hear that from me, but, but uh, you know, we've, this warming trend that we're in, and we, are, we have been in a long-term warming trend. It started 300 years ago. That's the important thing to get out of this. I, I remember we were, when it started. That's how old I am. So. <laughs> well, I don't believe that. But if we look, if we go back... Uh, Really, we started adding significant amounts of CO2 in that post-World War II economic boom. It's that mid-20th century. If CO2 was going to be warming the atmosphere, that's when we should see it. And if we look back through time, uh, the first 200, 250 years of that was completely naturally driven, the warming that we saw. And, and we're seeing about the same rates uh, of warming and the same amount of warming in that last 70 years where CO2 could have ever, ever affected it. Uh, we should see some acceleration of warming if, if CO2 is going to drive it. And in fact, just as we started adding CO2 at the end of World War II, we went into that 33-year cooling effect. I think you're about my age. You remember the late 70s, there was talk of another ice age. So just as we started adding CO2, temperatures dropped for 33 years. Uh, but, but again, it's been warming in fits and starts. Um, the big key, too, here is my big I like to look at historical data, and if we look at other warming periods similar to what we're in right now and warmer, they've always been hugely beneficial to mankind in, in Earth's ecosystems. Uh, humanity prospered when it was warm, warmer than it is today. I mean, for crying out loud, the, the Romans were growing citrus in England uh, at the time of Christ. When we still had the Vikings buried deeply in permafrost in Greenland, they were they were farming uh, barley across the area that's snow covered now, so those warming periods have always been beneficial. So they they don't scare me, uh, but we're t- it, that's just opposite of what we're being told. We're being told, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, uh, we can't warm more than one degree or degree and a half, or we're going to have famine, droughts, and pestilence. And that's just not what history shows us. So so yes, the NOAA data set that I looked at. 
July was, if you look at that data set that's kind of been, well, it hasn't kind of been, it's been distorted by this urban heat island effect. And and one thing we should bring up here, John, why did they use the least accurate of the data instead of using the satellite data? Why not use the most accurate? And I'll tell you why, because they get the most fear factor by saying it's the hottest July ever. If they said it was the fourth highest July ever, well, that wouldn't cause the fear that's needed uh, to impose these things like the Green New Deal or Paris Climate Accord. Right. Because if we look, uh, there's a quote I always like to use from H.L. Mencken. He talks about how governments and institutions need to create these what he called imaginary hobgoblins of alarm that these institutions need to use to scare the population into accepting otherwise painful regulations. Because, I mean, why in the world would we as a country accept economically crippling things like the Green New Deal? It'll just uh, create energy uh, costs that will skyrocket, uh, increasing costs for everything we use. It'll lead to a loss of freedom. Why would we do that? The, the only way we would do it is if we're if we're frightened and scared. And yep. and this this campaign that they've got has been really effective. I mean, it's every day. It's something new. Well, and the media um, are so much behind it um, that um, they 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 I don't know. It doesn't seem like they are real interested in looking for another side of the story. Uh, it's not hard to find people like you who will at least present. Uh, another argument they can they can dismiss it if they want but at least you know they're you know, if you're going to do a story about this you would think that they would include someone like you or someone who's who's going to nah. even if they think he's a total raving maniac it, nah. somebody's out there right no 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 won't be done won't be done they're they're i i need to be silenced and people like me and and they're not afraid to make bald face, flat out lies, and and I, the one that really jumps at the really, really, I was beyond irritated. I was so angry. This this recent UN study on extinctions, where they reported that there might be a million extinctions yep. over the next several decades. And I don't know if we talked about that. Last I think we time. did. Was, yeah. Okay. Well, well, that requires twenty five thousand to thirty thousand extinctions per year. Mm-hmm. I looked at the exact same data that they looked at and found out the, the average for the last 40 years was two. And that we've been in a severe decline in extinctions for the yeah. last 80 years. And just stuff like that, that's, it was so easily debunked, and they just flat-out lied. And they're lying to us about fires, forest fires increasing. Yeah, that's what I want to tell you. I want to get to that. Uh, by the way, I'm hoping that CNN becomes extinct, but that's I don't know what the chances are. That They're close, by the way. Um, yeah, they are. are. Oh, they're still around? <laughs> So here's huh. here's the headline from um, USA Today. I think this is uh, yesterday, August twenty first. Is that yesterday? Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, here's what it said. On here's the headline of their story. Um, July was the hottest month ever on Earth. Now massive wildfires are burning across the globe. So one is a, they just decided that that's one caused the other, cause and effect. Yeah. Yeah, well, what we find, and I have not looked, I did not see that. I've been traveling. I spoke uh, yesterday up in uh, beautiful Pottsville, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. So I've been traveling back today. So I, I did not see that. Uh, but what I've done, I've, forest fires is, is one of my key topics I like to talk about. Because what we see is the forest fire experts tell us the fires, and I, I capture this in my book, uh, have been declining globally in North America and even in California. Uh, according to CAL FIRE, the number of fires in California have declined by 50% in the last 30 years. Now, the area burned has increased. All right, well, that means that each fire is necessarily twice as big as it used to be and probably more intense, but that's a forest management issue. That's The Sierra Nevada Conservancy tells us that there are five to six times too many trees per acre, and what that does just... And when there is a fire, there's more fuel, and each tree is competing against each other for scarce soil moisture. So they just increase the aridity, they increase the fuel, we stop logging. So now when the fires start, it used to be the firefighters would use the logging roads to get in and put them out really quick. Well, there's no way to get in to access these uh, National Forest Service lands because the logging roads have grown up. 
Uh, so all these things compound. It's our problem. We, we exacerbated it. Yeah, it's a man-made problem, but it ain't global warming. It's, it's, a, it's a do-good effort to save the forest. And, you know, what, what did they say in Vietnam? We've got to destroy the comp- country to save it. Well, they're destroying the forest in a mis- misguided effort to save them. Uh, and uh, here's here. I, I think, by the way, that in the story that I'm, I looked at here, I told you the headline from USA Today. I read a, yeah. several different stories here with that headline about the hottest July. I think that's where I read that they actually admit that forest fires are down in in the U.S., but they're talking about uh, Greenland, which uh, Donald Trump wants to buy, and they say that even way up there um, that. It's uh, they're they're having more um, forest fires because of global warming in in places that are Arctic or not Arctic but Arctic. Yeah, there's. I, I I'm not going to comment directly on that because I've not read about it. Yeah. So I don't want to comment on something I don't know. Yeah. I can tell you that the forest fire experts from the Canadian Fire Service from the, in this in the United States is the National Interagency Fire Center. They agree that climate change is causing has caused a long term decrease in the number of fires and they, they just state that cat yes and that's because increasing carbon dioxide means that it's it increases what they call the co2 fertilization effect and that means trees and plants need less water so they there's more water left in the ground and so it's this increased soil moisture that really dampens fires and that's what they and part of it's there's an increase in precipitation uh, that we see with an increase in temperature uh, some will say that'll lead to flooding, and in some cases it might. But the big thing we see is this greening of the earth, a prospering of the earth, an earth that's thriving and greening. Uh, according to NASA, up to 50% of the earth is seeing an increase in vegetation, while less than 4% of the earth is browning or doing the opposite. That's a really good trade off. So, what this does is increasing soil moisture with the increase in precipitation. And CO2 fertilization, meaning lower water needs, it dampens fires, it dampens droughts. We've seen a decrease in drought uh, historically over the last 40 or 50 years, not the increase they're, they're predicting. We're talking to Gregory Wrightstone. He's the author of Inconvenience Facts, Inconvenient Facts, the science that Al Gore does, doesn't want you to know. Uh, and he's also with the uh, Heartland Institute. Here's a quote from the U- USA Today story I wanted to read for you, and this is from uh, Mark Parrington. I don't know if you've heard of him. He's a senior scientist in the Copernicus. This takes a long time to say who he's with. He's with the Copernicus Atmosphere Monitoring Service at the European Center for Medium-Range Weather Forecasts. Uh, wow. That's his title. That's his. That's where he works. <laughs> I hope that's not on the front you know on the front of the building but uh in these conditions it, this is what he says it is easier for wildfires to grow and to be more long-lived hmm yeah i i, I i've not seen that i have to see the data yeah uh, i've not the data i see flies in the face of that and it's this is we see uh, it's at least in the northern hemisphere is a little bit different than the southern hemisphere for a number of reasons, because in the southern hemisphere in Africa and South America, a lot of those are intentionally set. But the northern hemisphere, it's, there's a really, really strong uh, scientific basis for a decrease in the number and area burned. Uh, so what well, we've done with, with the intensity of the fires uh, in California, if you look in Oregon and Washington, their data from each state agency shows a decline in the number of fires. So this is I, 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 again, I haven't seen that date, and I have to look at it. I, I see so much crap and just stuff that's just not so. Yeah. That, and it, it sometimes it takes me a while to dig into the actual data to find out where the flaws and and what they're saying. But, uh, but they all, is. everything that they say does a good job of scaring people, and that's not, um, that's not by accident, is it? No, it's not. And that's when we get back to this H. L. Mencken. I, I like his what he called them, hob imaginary hobgoblins of alarm, and. You really, really need to have a frightened population to do this. I mean, we have this little 16-year-old Greta Thunberg coming from yeah. Sweden. You know, she's coming over for a, I'm sure you, you read about that. She's coming to a climate conference, and she refuses to fly. Yeah. And so they, 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 they uh, 
shipped her over on a sail, a racing yacht, four man racing yacht. Uh, take her months to get over here, and the the you can't write that you can't create stuff like this. So what they got to do is once they get to New York, they're going to have to fly a four man crew to New York to, to sail it back. So to save one little girl from flying. Yeah, and I, I think if you're going to be leaning on a 16 year old for information about anything. There's a pretty good chance eventually you're going to be disappointed with what you get. Uh, it's just me, 16. <laughs> yeah, well, it is, but but I mean, it was just the, the irony of it is so rich, right? Oh, it's all, it, yeah. It's, this this is like the the climate change meetings they have at resorts with yachts pulling in and all oh, private yeah. jets and everything. Uh, yeah. Another another topical issue is is the the El Paso shooter, John. And that's his radical environmental opinions oh, yeah. have been ignored by the media. Oh, absolutely. Hey, that's another subject. I'm out of time, though. Uh, Gregory, I appreciate you being here. Gregory Wrightstone. Uh, the book is Inconvenient Facts, the science that Al Gore doesn't want you to know. But I'm glad you're here to give me the other facts. And uh, who, who was it that said there's more concern with facts than truth, or was it the other way around? I forget. I think that was it Joe might Biden. might have been one of those presidential candidates. <laughs> hey, thanks, Gregory. See you next time. Thank you. Bye. All right, we'll be right back. Hot town, summer in the city, back of my neck getting dirt and gritty. Then down, isn't it a pity? Doesn't seem to be a shadow in the city. All around, people looking half dead, walking on the sidewalk harder than a matchhead. They blow into town with the wind, rain, and hail. And out-of-town storm chasers going door-to-door, often posing as a local company, offering a quick fix to desperate homeowners. If you've had damage to your roof, windows, siding, or gutters and downspouts, you may be eligible to get them replaced or repaired free of charge. Just be careful who you call. Visit WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of their highly trained appraisers. With over 50 years in home remodeling, Windows R Us is the area's premier exterior replacement company for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, doors, and of course windows. If damage isn't your issue and you just want something new, you'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry. A company who will never skip town when it comes to honoring their warranty. Visit WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. Mention STAG for an additional 10% off. Windows R us, proud sponsor of the Jerk of the Week, heard every Friday on the John Steigerwald Show. WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. We're talking to Rocky Blyer. He's involved with the Miracle League of Moon Township and the construction of a Miracle League athletic field. The fields are designed to make it possible for kids with special needs to play sports. Every child, no matter what the situation, deserves a chance to be able to play, to compete, and have a place that's safe, takes care of needs, that's organized. This will be the fourth Miracle League field that will be built. Now we've got four places to be able to travel, so it broadens the whole interest of sports. It's just terrific for a community to do that. There's a buddy system I thought was pretty impressive. What's that all about? Kids with special needs have a buddy, a, a child who's in school. It's like having an older brother or sister involved with you, so it's really good in that everybody has human dignity of being able to participate. The website is org. Check it out and let's help make this dream a reality. Hey, Rocky, thanks and uh, we'll be talking hey. to you again about this project. Appreciate you coming on to talk about it. Thank you for having me. Alright, man. Take it, it easy. Thanks. Rocky All Blyer right, and we'll be right back. Driving is freedom. The freedom to keep moving, to control your destiny and to choose your path. And now, that freedom fits in the palm of your hand. It's called Ford Pass, the only app that gives you roadside assistance. Ford Pass rewards, and now when you buy or lease a new Ford, earn points you can use toward flexible complementary maintenance that gives you, well, more freedom. Ford Pass, built to keep you moving. Built Ford proud. Visit your participating Ford dealership to find out about getting flexible complimentary maintenance when you buy or lease a new Ford and sign up for rewards. Roadside assistance is included for certain Ford owners and available to everyone for a per-service fee. Ford reserves the right to change program details without obligations. Visit your participating dealer or FordPassRewards.com for program rules and restrictions. Ford Pass, compatible with select smartphone platforms, is available via a download. Imagine doing one thing that gives you an entirely different perspective about your place in the world. Think it would be worth it? Dennis Prager here inviting you to join me for a 10-day Stand with Israel tour. A tour through the land of Israel in December 2019. 
Come with me to get firsthand insight into Israel's fascinating past and promising future. Walk the ancient temple steps, sail on the Sea of Galilee, and so many more unforgettable moments. Return home inspired, renewed, and empowered. If you've ever dreamed of seeing Israel, this is your opportunity. With expert guides and important lectures at key sites, we'll be together in the comfort and safety of luxurious accommodations the whole time. Join me for a life-changing adventure to give you a renewed sense of purpose. Get more details about the trip or sign up now to join Mike Gallagher and Dennis Prager on the Stand with Israel Tour by going to theanswerpgh.com slash Israel. That's theanswerpgh.com slash Israel. This is the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. Well, if poop on the street isn't enough to make you want to throw up uh, about San Francisco, they got something new now. The San Francisco board is now coming up with a different different names for people, uh, for people who have been in jail and committed crimes. Uh, this is uh, unbelievable, actually. According to the San Francisco Chronicle, from now on, a convicted felon or an offender released from custody will be known, are you ready, as a formerly incarcerated person. Now, just think about that for a minute. Uh, they use the word incarcerated. That's a couple extra syllables in there instead of a, a, a former criminal. As if that makes it any better. It's, it's a different word for being in jail. It's the same thing. But if you say somebody, yes, I was formerly incarcerated, you were in jail, in prison. How does that... Uh, and then... Or they're going to be called justice involved. They're, this is not kidding. This is the city that came up with this. Or they'll just be called a returning resident. So if Charles Manson had been let out of prison, you know, after 47 years, and he wouldn't be called a you know convicted felon or a, a murderer, he'd be Charles Manson, a returning resident. And how about juvenile delinquent will now be called a young person with justice system involvement. Think about wasting the oxygen it takes to say those one, two, three, six words instead of juvenile delinquent or a young person impacted by the juvenile justice system. So um, what they're trying to do is they don't want they don't want to make these people feel bad because they were felons. Here's the thing. If you're a felon, I want you to feel bad. Here's why. Because I don't want you to want to be a felon. You should know when you get out, people are going to think you're something not good about you until you prove otherwise. So you're a felon. You're a criminal, a former criminal who may have been incarcerated. See you tomorrow. The John Steigerwald Show is a production of AM 1250, The Answer, and Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.